So our new podcast best friends were pretty awesome last episode, I think. What do you think? I think so. And they're not even online pretend. It's like they're real people. And there's a two-way dialogue. I think they actually like us. We could be friends. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's, uh, I think we already are. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jen. That's me, Jenny Kaus, not a healthcare provider, but a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I am a small town gal, and I'm a big believer in the power of habits. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits, and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. Last week, you heard the first part of our conversation with our new best friends, Sean and Dave from Scotland. And on today's episode, we will be sharing the second part of that recording from our chat with them. And you'll be able to hear another question that got answered. We helped them to answer a listener question about getting over the hurdle to start a new workout routine. We had some unique perspectives on this one and a load of suggestions and also just a lot of laughs. So fun. They're so fun, those Scots. They really are. Without further ado, here is the second part of our chat with the guys from the Other Improvement Project, Sean and Dave. All right, welcome everybody to the Improvement Podcast. My name is Sean and I'm here with Dave as always. Hello. Dave, I, I always try and match, every week try and match his charisma and it just does not work. I'm not as charismatic as Dave, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we are here again with Jenny and Pei from Canada. How are you Hello. Doing? Wow, that was so hard. I love that. Was that. such harmony. It was that unbelievable. Was beautiful, <laughs> sensation. It's wonderful. It's, it's almost like you practiced that. Yeah, you didn't though. That was the thing. You just didn't. No. It was just in flow. You got it. You That's got right. it. So we're here from. <laughs> I want to. I want to use the term Canadian counterparts of us. Mm, like <laughs> we've that. established that Canadian counterparts. Yeah, we've established that it's That's just good female versions there of us. Well. Thank you. Have Didn't you me. seen Stranger Things? Not oh, yet. Not you guys yet. are. Oh. Are we in the upside down or are they? I don't know. One of us is. <laughs> Oh, I feel like I'm kind of on close to the other side of the world, so they really are in the upside down. Okay, this doesn't make sense to you if you haven't seen Stranger Things. No, I'm I'm a bit lost. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll move on from it, but watch Stranger Things and then you'll get it. Okay, I'll come back to you when I have. I I tried watching episode one, and I think it was one night when I came in from DJing, and I just I don't know. I kind of felt a little bit nostalgic being an 80s kid, but then I was just like, mm, give it, give it just, more than one episode. Oh my gosh, I think it, it, have it to gets work. better. It gets better. Mm. Oh, interesting. Plus, it's a long game, but then you'll finally get our reference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this would really be, be this it. would be a way funnier reference if you guys got it. We need to watch Stranger Things. There's no way around it. Never mind. Add it to the list. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll add it to the list. I've got a couple of things on that list that I need to apparently watch now. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things is now one of these things. Okay. Uh, Hold the phone. Are you guys both in gray shirts? No, we're not. No, Maybe we're wearing blue. Like, sort of like, uh, I thought we were all dressed the same. This is getting very blue. weird. I know. Are I'm you also, in gray I, as well? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. I will say that me and Dave are inadvertently wearing the same color trousers. We are though. actually wearing the same chinos. Oh my god. We're not. Ah, oh, that would have been really upsetting actually because we're oh well never mind what you got the memo it's cool <laughs> yeah we didn't mean that though that was oh well never mind what can you do what can you do anyway we're here today to, to continue our discussion on motivation um dave how's your motivation level Mate, i'm buzzing actually all right it's currently five to midnight I am. We are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's five to seven p.m for us so we're appreci- we're appreciating that you guys are staying up late Mm. Yeah, but weirdly, I'm, I'm a, a bit it's wired. It's a pleasure, yeah. So I'm not going to bed for at least four hours. No. Yeah. I, I could probably get down for the sleep relatively quickly, but I'm enjoying this state right now. <laughs> yeah. I've got Red Bulls in the fridge, won't we? No, got no need. <laughs> Wonderful. Excellent. All right, so we're going to continue our discussion of motivation. Uh, mm. The last episode, we sort of gone off in many tangents and talked about a number of different things. And I, I really hope we answered the question that Leanne had asked us. Um, but we have a new question that we're going to ask today. Sorry, can I be a jerk and interject again? Of course you can. Because I gave, I gave a reference to Kate Northrup, and I was wrong. The person right. I was trying to reference was Elisa Vitti, V-I-T-T-I. And she's right. the one that talks about women cycling up your uh, things you want to do in terms of launching, executing, and finishing projects and timing them with the month. And this is what you get for having women on your podcast. Yes. <laughs> Diversity. <laughs> Love it. Okay, back to what you're saying. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, podcast. to be honest, we would have just carried on with the wrong person and not thought anything of it. So I'm glad we've sorted that out. Exactly. Wow. Well, what was it? Um, there's a wonderful phrase I came across. There's a, there's a fantastic gentleman in the UK called Dr. Sorry, Professor Brian Cox. Wonderful man. He's an astrophysicist physicist and I, I don't know if you've ever heard of um sir david attenborough have you ever nope. come across him nope. he's oh my God, really uh, he's blew my mind he's actually. a bit like um he's a bit like an everyday santa claus in that he's just possibly the nicest and best human being that's ever lived yeah, his brother okay. played Santa Claus in Miracle and Territory. In fact, his brother, um, Richard Attenborough, was in the original Jurassic Park movie as the, um, oh. as the owner of the park. You remember him? Oh. Yeah, with the amber on his walking Attenborough. stick. That guy, yeah. Trivia. Exactly. I like it. Well done, yeah. Dropping knowledge. And, uh, but Sir David is... Uh, right, I need to make sure I get the word right because I, awesome. think, I think the term is naturalist. Not to be confused with naturist. Um, So, yeah, naturalist, he does um, wildlife, incredible wildlife documentaries. Let's let's see what he's Um, done. He's done things like Planet Earth, um, The Blue Planet, uh, The Hunt. Yeah, a whole bunch of uh, BBC. Okay, so I'm familiar with with Planet Earth. I've seen it on Netflix. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's him. And then, so now that you're saying that, the name sounds like it's bringing more bells for me. So, okay, yeah, but I. I almost had to, I almost forgot where I was going with that. So Professor (laughs) Brian Cox is a bit like the David Attenborough of the physics world. He's just made, in fact, I'm trying to think who the American equivalent is. Is it, um, oh, what's his name? I've completely forgotten the guy's name. Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think, yeah, I think he's kind of like the British equivalent of him, but better. Okay. Old. Okay. Definitely. That, those are big shoes to fill. If he's it, like better, and then Neil deGrasse Tyson. Suzuki's the he's, Canadian version of that. 
Oh, maybe David Suzuki would be the Canadian version. Yeah. Oh, potentially. Uh-huh. Potentially. Okay. So yeah, I'm reminded of um, a podcast I heard Professor Brian Cox on, which was um, Russell Brand's Under the Skin podcast. Okay. Incredible episode. And what he said, I forget who he quoted, but he said, um, we should be delighted when we are proven to be wrong because then we have learned something new. Cool. Yeah, that's good. That was so long-winded. It was amazing. <laughs> no. That was a long. That was a you long way home. Just said it, man. A long way home. I just felt way. like I had oh. to put some additional context. Oh, right. But you could have just said it and just moved on. <laughs> By the way, I appreciated it a lot. So thank yeah, you. yeah. Well, you've learned some new faces that perhaps I don't know. Um, well, wow. I think we've learned something about Dave too. By the way. <laughs> somehow we spoke about brian cox and i've wrote it down we've moved on to jurassic park and then planet earth neil degrasse tyson yeah i think did did i write this down is it david suzuki is that who it was yeah so david suzuki would be more of the naturalist versus the physicist okay amazing and then and then we moved to some other nonsense and then eventually you just went back to say a quote that you could have just said to start with yeah right okay the other nonsense was russell brand russell brand yeah. under the yeah. skin yeah. that's what it was it's to go yeah, a journey there feeling very outnumbered and do you, do you know what the worst part of all that is i can't even remember what the quote was <laughs> <laughs> it was we should be delighted to be proven wrong because then that means that we've learned something Ah. I'm paraphrasing slightly. Exactly. Yeah. But that's actually a really challenging concept because who actually enjoys being proven wrong? Oh, not me. Not me. I like hate when you it. think about it, I hate it. If you, well, isn't, that, <laughs> isn't that the whole scientific method though, to prove something wrong and then yeah. you can yeah. move forward with it? Yeah. <laughs> I know, but... with this. <laughs> okay let's wrap it up bring it back no, no, to carry on i'm enjoying myself <laughs> but like if you say you have a very strong opinion or or way of thinking about something and then someone comes along and says actually that's bullshit you're wrong you're gonna think oh wait a minute but I, I thought I was right. You're going to start questioning yourself. You're being in that moment. No, you're right. Like it's not actually. Uh, I can probably think of other occasions where I've been proven wrong, and it's not actually perhaps nice in that moment initially. But it's only later that perhaps you can appreciate the fact that you've learned something new, and that actually that piece of information that you were led to believe isn't actually. I think that's definitely the truth. wisdom, though, is knowing how little you know. Yeah. Mm. That was yeah. quite interesting. That was a wise statement. That yeah, was. and look how quickly I got to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, just start and snap them. That's all you need. That's all you need. Just say the words. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, dear me. What do you like? Well, I say what you want, but we have fun. Don't we? <laughs> I'm entertained. I'm not sure if anyone listening will be, but I am. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd be interested to see an episode of me and Peggy and John and Jenny, like just, just like chatting the crossover. Yeah, <laughs> I think yours would be like four times as long. <laughs> uh, never giving Joe Rogan a run for his money. Absolutely, never mind. <laughs> I forgot what we we're going to talk about. Oh yeah, motivation. What's the reason we're here again? Rebecca, Rebecca, let's, let's bring Rebecca it in. Let's bring it in. Yes. Rebecca has a question. Rebecca does. <laughs> 
I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> okay, Rebecca has a question about motivation. Uh, so she's, she says here, I'm trying to start a new workout routine when I wake up before 5 a.m. and attend a yoga class at their gym. But she can't seem to get over the first hurdle, getting out of bed. Mm. Fob in there. Um, mm-hmm. She says, I have the drive... uh, I have to drive to my gym, which is another hurdle, which I totally understand. (laughs) And I tell myself it doesn't seem worth it. How can I motivate myself to make this a routine? Mm -hmm. That is, yeah, there's quite a lot to unpack there. Mm -hmm. So I had some thoughts about this because I've been struggling with wanting to get up earlier. I was on a really good stretch for a while there of getting up every day at 530. I was doing great. And then it turns out sleeping's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Sleeping well, is yeah. awesome. Turns out sleeping's awesome from Canadian Jenny. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. So we talked a bit about James Clear and his book, mm. Atomic Habits. Yep. This is where this comes from, right? Yes. Yeah. Fact checking. Okay. And so I like the way that James Clear talks about it. And he talks about when you're making a new habit, Her new habit does not need to be getting up and going to that gym at that ungodly time of day. That is not where she needs to start. She needs to start waking up at that time. So James talks about maybe her first week is getting up and just getting going. Putting her feet on the floor. Putting her feet on the floor. Mm. That's it. He even talks about her, you know, like that you could do this where then the next week, you get up and you get in the car. You turn the ignition on, you turn it off, and you go back in the house. Mm. But it's doing a very incremental approach. Mm. And I think that that could make to a more lasting habit for her. If she wants this to be something that is in her life for a long time, I think it behooves her to take an approach that she builds to it, you know, because that is a big stretch. It is hard to get out of bed. We are fighting that lizard primitive brain that wants us to stay comfortable. So I think what she really needs to do is take baby steps and build that habit up. It's really hard to take on a new habit. So break it down into little chunks. You were talking about that with Leanne's question as well. It's taking a big task and breaking down the chunks. So build it, build these little tiny incremental steps. And then you know what? The best case scenario is one day she says like, this is ridiculous. Why am I getting in the car and not going? <laughs> and she'll get to that point where she's going, but build up to it. You'll get there. Did, I, I totally agree with that, to be honest. Um, mm. But the, the objection... Of course might, you do. We're the same person. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the objection that I might have is if you, if you wake up at 5... Well, I, I've, I've been doing it for quite a while now. I wake up at 5 a.m. Uh, of course you do. Not for... Not for any reason, actually. It's just sort of, sort of become a habit now. It's kind of annoying. Um, but I go to the gym at the, roughly the same time, which is fine most of the days. But if you're, if you're saying to start a new habit, you've got to just wake up at that time and then not do anything. Does it seem worth it? Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the story. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I can answer that by segueing into my thoughts on this situation. Go for it. So uh, we talked about the fact that James Clear, who Jenny just mentioned, is one of our online pretend best friends. So one of our other, and maybe in my case, more important online pretend best friends is a woman called Gretchen Rubin. Do you guys know who Gretchen Rubin is? I've heard about Gretchen. I have indeed from um, a gentleman that I know who has his own podcast called Stephen Worley, who's based in Boston. Okay. 
he's told me about her. I've not listened to any of her stuff, but I've I've heard. I know we met her. No big deal. (laughs) Kudos. It's a whole other story. We will come back to it if you like. But Gretchen Rubin is the author of a bunch of New York Times bestselling books, including Mm. The Happiness Project, uh, an entire book about habits called Better Than Before, um, Mm. a book about um, keeping your environment uh, minimalist and calm called Outer Order Intercom, and then this book that I want to mention, which is called The Four Tendencies. So Gretchen has created this framework around four tendencies, and the framework has to do with how you manage or how you respond to expectations. So she talks about outer expectations and inner expectations. So outer expectations are things like work deadlines and answering an email or request, um, meeting somebody at the gym, for example. Mm -hmm. And then inner expectations are um, creating a New Year's resolution and then sticking to it, doing something that you in your own mind say that you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So when you think about outer versus inner expectations, she then has created these four categories of of people Mm. that fall into um, how they respond to expectations. So the first one is an upholder. So this is Jenny. This is somebody who responds very well to outer and inner expectations. Meaning if somebody asks her to do something, she goes, okay, she, what do I need to do? She gets it done. If, if she decides she wants to do something, she strongly will do what is required of her own inner expectations. What do I need to do? Check. She gets it done. So that's the first category. The second category is an obliger. This is me, okay? An (laughs) obliger, basically, what it comes down to is they respond well to outer expectations. If I know that somebody's counting on me, like my patients or uh, like we had to be here at a certain time to talk to you guys tonight, uh, then I'll be there and I'll never miss. I'm an obliger. I want to make sure I'm taking care of uh, other people and I'm very good at meeting those. I'm not so good at meeting my own inner expectations. If I say, just like Rebecca, oh, I'm going to get up tomorrow and get in the car and drive to the gym for 5.30 a.m.? Absolutely not going to happen. Even <laughs> though at the night before, I might have been fired up about it, motivated, I want to do that. But it will happen for me if I say, Rebecca, I will meet you at the gym at 5.30. I've now built in accountability. For somebody like me, the layers of accountability that I can build into a situation are the solution to this problem. So it would depend on what her tendency is. So then uh, the other tendencies are questioner and they just want justifications for things. So that's like, why would I do this? And then the last one is a rebel and they want freedom to do what they want when they want. Mm. And so it's a really fascinating framework. And ultimately what it comes down to, because I want to bring it back to me as per usual, um, is because I'm an obliger (laughs) and I see this problem through my eyes, which I think is human nature. If it was me answering this question for her, I would be like, get some accountability. Make sure that somebody knows you're going to be there or somebody's going to meet you there. You're way more likely to do that. And then if you can keep that happening on the regular, it's way more likely to become a habit. Yeah. I feel like I'm more of a questioner. Just yeah, if, you're, if you're questioning it, then... Oh, okay, yeah. so the cool <laughs> thing about this, if, you, if that intrigues you at all and you want to know what your uh, tendency is, she has a quiz. So you can go to Gretchen Rubin's uh, website and it's quiz.gretchenrubin.com. Oh, and over two, over 2 million people have taken the quiz and it helps you to get an idea of where do you fall into these four tendencies. So yeah. the cool part about it, it is very useful and it's been useful for Jen in our partnership in the improvement project. She's the upholder that is like, this is happening. I'm the obliger that's like, okay, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we work well together. It's great. Amazing. I'm, I'm taking the quiz. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to, uh, we'll send you the results, see what happens. Oh, so, I, I, I would love that. It might, might be exactly what you expect it to be. In fact. I know. Because <laughs> when, when it comes to the, the idea of, you know, getting motivated to exercise and run, I, for, when I started running when I was about 27, um, which is a few years ago now. And it took me about three years to make a, a good habit out of it. It wasn't until I turned 30 where I set myself this turning 30 challenge, I called it. So I decided to run a marathon for the first time. And I, I did a whole bunch of races in the lead up to that. But having that kind of as an, a, a way to keep myself accountable really helped. Having a device like a, you know, a Fitbit or a smartwatch or something again, so you can see it's visible the activity that you're doing. You can see your times. You can then compete against yourself again to build more accountability in. Absolutely, yeah. You know, there's all. I guess there's lots of different ways that you can create accountability for yourself. Um, but then when I became a father and our beautiful little girl Emily came along, I just got out of the habit because um I, th- I ended up putting it down to making excuses like it was i was tired and i just couldn't find i wasn't actually putting the effort into finding the right time or making the right time to actually get out there and do it again that's priority um, isn't it? exactly so yeah. it wasn't until she turned two and i was like right no more bullshit let's just let's figure out consciously when realistically I can actually go running and then commit to it. So be a block in time in my diary, putting the running gear out right next to my bed the night before so that I know next morning it's because for me, it's about making it easy for yourself. If you can make tasks, especially Mm -hmm. difficult tasks, easy for yourself to actually do it and take the steps, then the likelihood of you being able to do it and actually doing it increases dramatically. Yeah, that's what James Clear talks about, in fact. You should read that book. Yeah, <laughs> really should. It. Yeah, my, my reading recommendation for you now, Dave. <laughs> well, and basically from what we've just learned, I think, Dave, it's safe to say you might be an obliger, in which case all of us are going to hold you accountable. So read Atomic Habits and then report back and let us know you've done it. Nice. Absolutely. I will Absolutely. do that. Talk, in fact, yeah, do you, sorry to interject again, have you come across an app called Blinkist? Well, yes. yeah, I've heard about that. It's when they take a book and they like make it into like a 15 minute, uh, mm. like pricey essentially of yep. a book, right? And give yes. you the main, the main points. Yeah. It's very good. Cause I was starting to get a bit frustrated with audible with, cause listening to a full audio book, when you've got the thirst for knowledge, just having to spend the time listening to full books where a lot of books have filler or you know, the stuff repeated because that's how we learn. Um, Blinkist is great to get those summaries, get those salient points. So what I think I might do is listen to it on Blinkist first and then go deeper after that. It's worth yeah, mentioning. It Dave has mentioned Blinkist in the last four episodes of this podcast. <laughs> He's angling for a sponsorship. <laughs> Why not? Blinkist, if you're listening. But it, it is, it is, pretty, it, is well, pretty, it is pretty good. Uh, but c- coming back to the accountability, have you guys read a book or listened to a book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins? No. no. no oh, yes. I know about this book. I haven't read it. He's the Thoroughly. Navy SEAL who's like an oh, yeah. intense character, right? Thoroughly yeah, so recommend it. Equally, um, this is probably the fourth yeah, episode 100%. that Sean's mentioned it as well. Yeah. He's coming to London um, and doing a show, so I really want to go. I was going to ask you about that. Okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> in any case, he talks about accountability in his book, but what he's got, he uses this thing that he's, he's sort of 
invented, I guess you call it. He calls it the accountability mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what he does is he looks in the mirror and says, why are you making excuses to yourself? Well, he does it a lot more aggressively than that, but you get the idea. Um, he's yeah, had a hell of a life. Yeah, something like that. He's had a hell of a life. Um, but he uses this idea of, you know, what, why wouldn't you achieve what you're trying to achieve or why would you give up? And, and he uses this accountability mirror every night. He goes back and says, does, you know, did I achieve what I wanted to achieve or so on and so on. I won't ruin the book for you. Okay. Um, I thoroughly recommend it though, but that's this idea. Instead of using someone else, he uses himself, which I think is a lot tougher to do actually. Mm. It's kind of cool how you can fool your nervous system a little bit. If you're looking at someone and talking to them in the mirror, even if it's not, even if it's you, like you're still seeing the mirror of another face. That's kind of interesting. No, it's, it's an incredible book. Um, incredible life story, actually. It's, I think he, yeah, I heard, didn't he have a very troubled childhood? And, yeah, and, very, yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's a pretty cool format of a book, actually, because it's sort of book podcast sort of thing. Um, okay. They read the book and then he talks about it with a friend or something. I've no idea how it works, but it's pretty clever. Um, but yeah, very troubled childhood, very successful career. I think he's been beaten now, but he did hold the record for the most pull-ups done in 24 hours. Whoa. It's wow. something like 4,000 or something like that. It's incredible. <laughs> okay. Wild. That's, I just, I've never even done one. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, he, he did it um, because you can Google um, David Goggins pull-ups and you can see pictures of his hands afterwards and all the skin's been ripped off. Ew. Oh, it's horrible. I believe it. I I'll believe take your it. word for it. Yeah. yeah it's but a proper. He had to, he had to yeah. average six, uh, one every six seconds or I don't know, one every minute i can't remember how he did it but four thousand in 24 hours good for him have you yeah. ever heard the story about who are you and what are you doing here i know but i'm excited to hear it now mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is a story i think i heard do you know who rob bell is yes I, i've heard that yeah. i don't think yeah, I have i've heard the name okay yeah. so rob bell's a really interesting guy he's written a ton of books and he tells this story and it's actually about a rabbi Okay. And it's this rabbi, and it's, it's a long story. I'm going to give you the short version, unlike what David do. And um, <laughs> basically blinkest what happens. <laughs> give yeah, us the, blinkest. the blinkest version. So basically he goes, he's, he's on this journey, basically, and he gets to this large uh, gate. And there's a guard there. And there's a, a large voice, and it comes down, and, and it's a guard, a Roman sentry guard. And he says, who are you and what are you doing here? And the rabbi is startled and he can only respond saying, what? And the guard calls out, who are you and what are you doing here? And the rabbi has a minute to kind of gather his thoughts and he yells back to the Roman guard. He says, how much do you get paid to ask me these questions? And the guard was really confused and he asked the stranger, you know, like, why would he ask such a question? And so after a couple of minutes of silence, he says, he tells him, and he says, two drachma per week. And a drachma was about a day's wage. Mm. And then the rabbi says, with intense conviction, uh, back to the Roman sentry, he says, I'll pay you double if you stand outside my house and ask me those two questions every morning. Who are you and what are you doing here? Yeah. Nice. Wow. So that kind of reminded me of that mirror thing, you know, of like, Mm-hmm. Oh, I got like the feels from that. That was great. <laughs> 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 Bam! Amazing. That's a good one, right? Yeah, yeah. it's quite powerful. I'm actually, sure it was Rob Bell. Yeah. Oh. Rob Bell. Yeah, we're gonna have to check him out as well. Yeah. So Rob Bell, that's one of Jenny's online pretend best friends. He has the Robcast, a podcast, and he was also the subject matter of a, a documentary called the 
um, the oh, I the heretic. Heretic. Yes, I can remember the word. The heretic. Um, so he was sort of uh, wasn't he a in very involved in the Christian he as a Christian started preacher? like a mega church in Michigan, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and then got kicked out of it because of his progressive views. He had very progressive views, and then basically the the whole church were like, "You're out of here." Okay, do you know who Pete Rollins is? Do we know? I don't know who Pete Rollins is. Mm-hmm. I've heard of Seth Rollins, but... Anyway, Pete I saw Rollins. the two of them speak, and it was unbelievable. Mm. Um, just cool. a lot of stuff, like really cool stories. I thought I'm, I'm probably... Uh, no, sorry. Pete Rollins is Irish. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Awkward. Yeah. And moving on. I was going to say <laughs> And oh nice try, nice try. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Jenny. <laughs> All right, well, let's bring it back to the main track. Anyway, so you had a point, Sean, yeah. and I went off. No, that's fine. <laughs> Works He's quite well. Up. We broke him. Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. We'll bring it back well, to the wait. question at hand. Um, yeah, Dave, you've been oddly quiet on this. I'm topic. just enjoying this, <laughs> this back and forth here. That's a good laughing. Yeah. yeah, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> so yeah, basically, to unpack this question, she's got to wake up before five a.m. She's got to attend a yoga class, but she has to drive to the gym to get to the yoga class. I think that's the bit that's getting to me, is the driving. Because mm. I've discovered, I used to work in a building that had a gym on site. Mm. Um, and and basically what I would do is go to the gym first thing in the morning and then go straight to work because it was in the building. Mm. Now, the the same gym I still attend, but the work is at the opposite side of the city. It's it's not a big city. It's about four miles of a difference, maybe something like that. Mm -hmm. But that that, it takes about 10 minutes to get there and about 15 minutes to get from the gym to the office. Mm -hmm. But that's still enough of a barrier to say it's not worth it. Mm. I guess we're talking though, if we're talking about motivation, I mm-hmm. would really challenge Rebecca to mm-hmm. ask herself why. Mm-hmm. And there's this concept of the five whys where you ask yourself or someone else why five times to really get to the heart of it of why she wants to do it. Yeah. Because you know what? Like I totally regret, like it is hard to get up and do something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think if she got really clear on why she wants to do it, maybe that might give a little bit of a shift for her. Mm. And if she really connected to what it is that is making her want to do that, mm-hmm. she'd be more likely to do it. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe she doesn't want to do it. Well, I need and to be that person. That, that's what it could come down to. But Sean, go back to, you were talking about the barrier of the drive. So mm. I feel like you didn't quite get to your point with what you wanted to go, where you want, where you wanted to go with that. Well, it was, it's, it's so much like, because the gym was in the, the building where I worked, that created less of an, another, another obstacle was taken away. And yeah. it, was, it was sort of like another excuse that I didn't have mm-hmm. um, to do something. Because, because the gym was right there, it's sort of, it's sort of like um, what Dave was talking about when he puts his, his running gear out the night before. He doesn't have to search for that early in the morning and it's an excuse he doesn't have anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're going for here. Because she has to drive to the gym in order to get to the, and to do the yoga class, it, there's so many excuses that you can come up with, like just off the top of your head, as why it, it might be snowing outside. So, you know, I don't want to drive mm-hmm. in the snow. It's quite dangerous. It's too early in the morning. I don't like driving in, in the dark. I don't have fuel to get there. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that you can say to yourself quite easily to not do it based on a simple task. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm reminded of um, an equation, actually. Don't bring math to this. <laughs> um, so one of the, well, I think he's credited as being the, the first person to kind of popularize modern coaching in the non, well, it, it originated in the sporting world and then he took it out into the corporate world. So it's a guy called Tim Galway. So he came up with this equation, which is P equals P minus I, which stands for performance equals potential minus interference. So our ability to perform is predicated on our ability to increase our potential whilst reducing interference. So a lot of what we're talking about here is really reducing interference to enable us to take the action that we want to take. So, like as an example there with um, with Rebecca, does she have to go and go to the gym to you do you yoga? I mean, I've got an app on my phone called the Yoga Studio, mm. and I've started doing yoga again just literally in my bedroom in the morning. Just you know, putting on a video, it's there. Mm-hmm. I just follow the the video step by step. It's it's it. I, so then, literally, all I have to do is get up, have a glass of water. And then put this video on. You're still doing yeah. the water thing. Yeah, yeah, nice one. Yeah, yeah. that's part just, of my morning routine. Back was, to that. What's this about the water? Uh, no, a while ago I was talking about. We were talking about morning routines, mm-hmm. uh, and one thing that I had suggested was drink a glass of water before you get up. Uh, it was episode number eleven of all. The, uh, I'm just looking at it now. Um, it, the re- the reason for it was I read in a book somewhere that you're asleep for like seven eight hours without drinking anything. That's the first thing you should do. Mm-hmm. And until I read that, I don't think any of us thought well, that's a good idea. Yeah, like never, never once thought that we could have been lo- losing like water over body during sleep. Mm-hmm. It was quite a weird thing. Yeah. So, so yeah. So my morning routine is very much get up, go and have a big glass of water to start with, do a bit of stretching. Um, I haven't got to the point where I'm doing meditation yet. That's, another, like that's another thing. You've stolen my morning routine. Yeah. Stretching was another thing we had, we had talked about, actually. I know. Uh, and the reason for it was, it was a friend of mine had mentioned, uh, you, you might be able to attest to this, Peggy, actually, um, given your profession, is I've watched mammals of like, all different species. We're the only one that doesn't stretch regularly when we get up. Like if you've got a dog, you know what I'm talking about. You see him get up and just instantly stretch. Cats yep. do the same yeah, thing. That's, that's weird. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Yeah, neither did I. It was someone that pointed it out to me, and now I can't stop noticing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned that example because just today I was listening to your podcast about priorities, and that mm-hmm. was the one that you mentioned it on. And I thought to myself, oh yeah, cats and dogs, they get up and they stretch. Human beings, some of them do, some of them don't, mm-hmm, and they yeah. probably should. Exactly. And then the water thing. This mm. was so the first challenge we did on our podcast. It was kind of a three-parter, but one of them was drinking more water. Mm. And the weirdest thing came up where I have this thing that I do, and I didn't realize it was a thing. But <laughs> every day I take a water into the shower with me, and I drink a full bottle of water while I'm in the shower. And it's just kind of I don't I don't know why I started doing it, but I it's just something I do. you've you've used the strategy of pairing. I have to create a habit of drinking water. Yeah, yeah, pairing. I shower every day. Um, But something you know you're going to do anyway, you link them up. So that's something I do every day. And then I take another one when I drive to work. So I drink 
uh, bottle of water on the drive to work. But so she's taken, she's taken two habits that she knows that are already locked in that she does every single day without thinking. One of them is taking a shower. One of them is driving to work. And then she's added the thing that she wants to get better at. So in this case, drinking more water. So that's the strategy of pairing. Ah, I just, you've reminded me of something. Um, it, I forget, it's a, it's a guy who appears a lot on Facebook adverts. He's this like ripped dude, um, like spiky hair. Um, I heard him on a podcast and he spoke about, cause he's a personal trainer. He encourages his clients. He didn't call it pairing, but I'm putting it's linking together in my mind that he encourages clients when they go to the bathroom. So when they go to the toilet, mm-hmm. um, to do what is it? Yeah, he says do like ten push ups off the wall and oh. do ten squats every single time you go to the bathroom. Mm. Once he's done, once you're done. <laughs> well, I hope Not so. While they're going. <laughs> well, if you do it beforehand, so you, you, you tell yourself, I'm, I, "I can't go to the bathroom until I do it." There's oh. the motivation. Oh well, <laughs> an extra level. The yeah. minimalists who we were kind of talking about. Oh, I do um, like them. I do like that. Joshua talks about how he has a chin-up bar outside of That's his right. And yeah. he does chin-ups or pull-ups. I don't know which. Anyway. I think, I think it's the same thing. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's not. <laughs> Is it not? No. Oh, right. <laughs> chin-up. You, you don't do either, do you? No. Yeah. <laughs> They're slightly different. I don't either. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Um, can, can I bring us back to the main tracks? Absolutely. Um, Go for it. No. Because I just had this thought that I want to like <laughs> get out while it's in my brain. So we, we got t- through this tangent. We started when Sean was talking about uh, the drive and how it's mm. an obstacle. Yeah. Then Dave mentioned that equation, the P equals P minus one. What is it? Like potential uh, minus interference, right? Yes. So basically this comes back to James Clear talking about creating an environment that will make you more likely to take on the best habits possible. So everything we've just mentioned, even in our whole tangent, speaks to that. Mm-hmm. If your environment mm-hmm. is set up in a way like you putting your shoes out in the morning or in the evening so that you're more likely to run in the morning, if you change the environment, the habit will come easier. So the environment is very key and that might be helpful for Rebecca in this whole business as well. I love the tangent. I do love the tangent too. <laughs> the tangent is the meat of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's, that's you just you just blink us the tangent there yeah, a little just, bit, yeah. Oh. All, all I live nice. on the sidetrack. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the one thing that might be different about like the opposite of, of us is that Jenny really likes to tangent when we're talking and I have to pull her back. I'd be like, all right, bring it back. Like, bring it back in. This is what we're talking about. Yes. So this is largely why we don't have a script for our podcast mm-hmm. is because we just, we click record, start speaking and then just see what we end up it with. It goes where it goes. Yeah, I we... think I'm the reason we have to have a script. <laughs> 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 and and by the way, our script is sort of an outline, more than a like say mm. these words mm-hmm. as we go, right? So yeah, exactly, a framework. That's right. Excellent. So I, I feel like we've got some pretty good advice for Rebecca on this one. Yeah, hey, look, Rebecca, if you aren't sorting your shit out after this, then you've got no hope, girl. Get wow. after it, Rebecca. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. That's a much more positive way to say it. Yeah, <laughs> you're just, just insulting her. <laughs> You got this, Rebecca. Yeah. We're, yeah. You know what, Rebecca? If these guys aren't on your side, you come talk to Peg and I. We'll help you. We're supportive. We're in your corner. 
much more compassionate. Maybe you need a more female approach. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. We'll send, you, we'll, we'll send her your way. <laughs> See if you can help her if we can. Send her over to Canada. <laughs> no, I, I well, we've we've sort of yeah, we're pretty much on track for the for the time. So I think that's that's pretty much answered the question. What do you think? Mm. Yeah, yeah, we're quite happy with that. I think so. I think a so. lot of depth. Yeah. Wonderful. How many questions can you usually get through in a podcast? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> we've done we've we've had episodes where it's just been one. Uh, we've okay. had episodes when it's been about five, uh, but they were very easy to answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. uh, and often. Often we find when we start getting into a subject, we end up covering the answers to the questions anyway, just naturally as part of the course of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be how it flows. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just looking at the notes of this this episode, and one of the notes has got to be my favorite one, just says um, from Jenny, sleeping is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It is. We'll take that one away. That's a true story. I say sleeping's awesome, but nobody sleeps more than Peg. I'm an excellent sleeper. I sleep at least nine hours every night. Wow. Nine wow. hours. Wow. I'm, I'm kicking around five to six, maybe. Mm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, nine hours. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm yeah, it's impressive. Just, by the way, I would like to get by on less, but that mm. seems to be, I've created a life for myself where my schedule is such that I can sleep that much and mm. I operate best when I do sleep that much. So I just let my body sort it out. Oh, so, I, I wouldn't even feel bad about it. We were talking about it a while back. Uh, Roger Federer, the tennis player, sleeps about 11, 11 hours. Yeah. Away. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. We talked about it on our sleep episode. I mentioned Roger Federer. Federer? Federer. I don't know. I'm a neighbor child coming to my door. Oh, she changed her mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we were about to have another guest named Gracie. <laughs> oh, yeah. The more the merrier. Yeah, well, she might have an interesting perspective. Who knows? That's right. Excellent. No, so I, I feel like we've answered Rebecca's query on this one. Um, best, the best advice we've got for her? Really quick. Can you sum it up? For me, it's accountability. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, well, I think, I, can I sum it up for all of us? Do it. Do it, do it. Do. Here's, here's what we all said. It was about accountability plus reducing obstacles. So changing yeah. up your environment and mm-hmm. then digging into why is it that you really want to do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think those are the big top three that I took out of it. So hopefully mm-hmm. yeah. Rebecca took those as well. Yeah. Anybody else want to add anything to that? Or did I, I like, just like two, you know, like the James third that we talked about just taking those little steps, build some momentum. Mm. Right. Yeah, breaking it down. You got this, girls. Get after it, Rebecca. You got it. Yeah, definitely don't move closer to the gym. That was terrible advice. Mm. I had had that written down. (laughs) Find a new gym. (laughs) Well, that's changing your environment. So that's a maybe if it's that important to you. But yeah, (laughs) I don't know if it would be. But yeah, good for good for her if she if she wants to move closer to the gym. Fair enough. But no, let's (laughs) let's not do that. And I think too, like why why does she want to go to a gym to do it? Right. So right. Mm. The, the why, like digging into the why and what yeah. understanding. And if it's the accountability of like paying for something and knowing you'll like go do it, mm. then pay for an app. Right. Do something that gives you the guilt. Get that guilt working for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was going to ask for a quote for the end of the episode, but I think that one is perfect. <laughs> Get that guilt working for you. That's it. <laughs> Uh, that works a treat that'll work for us i'm happy with that you have i think sleeping's awesome this is right up there sleeping's awesome and get the sleeping is awesome but also what peggy said in the last episode Mm. about um act your way into a feeling 
Uh, you love that. I, I really do. He's going to steal it for me. his job now. You know yeah. that. Perfect. I'm so glad. I might even post about it on LinkedIn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that what did you did you make that up? Am I no? No, didn't. I did not make that up. I uh, appropriated that from somewhere on the internet. <laughs> nice, Peggy. And I, yeah, I'm not sure who it's originally uh, uh, who originally said it. So it's, not, it's okay. Well, someone once said. Someone once said. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's going to steal it. We'll just carry on from there. <laughs> All right. No, I, I think I think we can sum it up now. I think we I think we're good. I yeah. think we wrap the episode up. Superb. Um, I hope Rebecca's found an answer to. I I, I don't know if we have, but I've certainly enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, thanks we can, so much for chatting with us, guys. This was no, so thank much fun. Thanks for having us on your podcast. Oh, I hope we can it's do it again amazing. as well. I hope we can do it again definitely. at some point. Absolutely. Uh, no, we okay. definitely should. I've, I've had some fun today. for sure. Improvement project part two. Part two. Right. Times two. Times two. Times yeah. two. Times two. Part two across mm-hmm. the pond. <laughs> wonderful all right people thank you so much for listening to us peggy and jay we'll let, we'll let you go as well but um you have you got anything left to say no don't do it no. see ya oh, <laughs> you stop asking that question <laughs> it's, the thing about it is i don't know how you even started you know you just did it because i don't yeah. think you had anything left to say and that was you thought mm-hmm. yeah, i need to get an extra word in here <laughs> love it all right well again thank you jenny and peggy for talking to us it has been a brilliant time of it is it's been awesome all right and we will talk to you another time and we'll keep we'll keep in touch as well because i'm curious about this quiz that you've put us on to now so yeah i want to hear what your tendencies are for sure yeah if anyone has if you've got any comments or questions please get in touch with us it's hello improvementproject.co.uk uh, we will talk to you next and week. And also, well, how do uh, how does everyone find point. our wonderful guests? Oh, wow. thanks for saying so. Yeah, you can uh, find us on uh, the socials. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Peggy Malone, and Jenny is on Twitter at Jay Kouse. And you can email us at the Improvement Project. What is it? No, we don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> our email is. We say it every. Well, you know what? Time. If someone emails us, we'll just send it on to you. Yeah, you, you know what? The I'll best place to find well. us and find out about our podcast is go to drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast and yeah. you'll find us. Amazing. Thank all right. You. I'll put links to all of these uh, in, in the show notes uh, and we'll, we'll hopefully hopefully people will get in touch with you. Um, okay, like I said, we, so we do read every email that we get and some of them are quite funny. Um, we, had, we had one actually. It was like, oh, that guy sounds really, really sexy. Who is he? Ah. one of our guests <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was that was quite fun so we did pass it on but <laughs> we just carried on the life uh, from there all right so thank you guys again and thank you for listening if like i said get in touch with us if you've got any questions and we will talk to you next week see you thanks on next week's episode peggy and i are going to check in and see how we're doing on our 19 for 2019 list We're also going to check in to see if we've been living up to our word of the year that each of us picked for 2019. I'm looking forward to that. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned and that Sean and Dave mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. And if you like the show, and we hope that you do, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts and let them know it's free. Some people aren't aware that podcasts are completely free to subscribe and listen to. 
We would also love it so much if you would rate us and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help more people to find the show. We also have a Facebook group, so search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. Can't wait to talk to those boys again. They're pretty fantastic. What do you think we'll talk about next time? Uh, I don't know. We have to think of some funny questions or something we want to know, maybe about how habits are different on another continent. Oh, that might be an interesting conversation. Maybe it's like a weird parallel world. Maybe they do things different than we do. Maybe. We got to fact check everything. Yeah, this is going to be big.